This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll start things out here by going into the email box. A couple of uh, quick emails here. Or actually, no, one's not so quick. But the first one is from Trevor. He says, hey, I listen to Free Talk Live most days and get a lot out of hearing your perspective. I'm a voluntarist like yourself. So he addressed this to me, not you, Mark. Yes, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the experience. And one thing I'd like to hear a bit more of is you bringing the moral argument to the table with your guests. For example, when you had Shelley Roach from BTM, Break the Matrix, and Trevor from Young Americans for Liberty, you let them get away with status beliefs without questioning it. If they are fighting for smaller government, even if it's futile, they're fighting for statism. I understand why Mark wouldn't question them, but I would hope that you would try to persuade them to take that last step to complete liberty. Thanks for your tireless efforts, Trevor. And so basically, Trevor wants to know why I don't really hold the small government guests' feet to the fire on their belief systems. And the answer is, that's not my purpose in interviewing those people. It's not my purpose to ambush them into some sort of debate about whether voluntarism is a better idea than minarchism, minarchism being the, you know, the concept of having a small government. Uh, the reason I have these folks on the air is because, well, they're doing something that's worth talking about. Uh, they, regardless of what their particular flavor of liberty happens to be, they you know, are, are still back somewhere where you likely were someday, Trevor. You you were probably in a similar place as as these people. Most people, you know, after they they grow up in America, don't consider themselves voluntarists. They, you know, are either a Republican or a Democrat, and so we all come from somewhere, haven't we? Uh, so I want to respect respect that about these people, and at the same time highlight the things that they're doing right. I like to think that the reason I'm having them on the show is not to beat them up over their viewpoint or to try to persuade them so overtly as to make that the purpose of the interview that's that's not the reason we have people on this show am i making sense so far mark um you know my experience uh, yes absolutely my experience is with uh you know some people that believe in uh, liberty especially the people that would believe more extremely i'll make a generalization here as uh as to the voluntarists anarchists and uh, consensualists out there that they um tend to you know, bring it up constantly and in every, you know, like every issue. And what that does is people that have, uh, you know, have, have looked at that, uh, you know, that philosophy and for whatever reason it is not their philosophy, find it, um, you know, personally, look, every anarchist that I ever talked to wants to convert me. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to hear it anymore, <laughs> man. Please stop talking to me about it. And I, I think that it's alienating. It is alienating, and it's not to say that I haven't said things. It's not to say that I haven't been clear with my position, I think, uh, and been, you know, I, I, I think I've thrown it out there, right, Mark? I mean, during these, the, some of these recent interviews he's talking about, Shelley Roach, uh, Roach? Roach. Shelley Roach from uh, Break the Matrix, and Trevor from Young Americans for Liberty, we had him on last night. I, we talked about Washington, D.C. with Trevor. 
We talked about how it is that uh, even you, uh, the minarchist, Mark, don't think there's much hope for, uh, for Washington, D.C. So we talked about, but we allowed him to explain why he thought there was. And that's where he's at today, right? He's, he's at that point where we were that's, uh, that says, well, I don't, I don't believe that, uh, that we should give up and that, that uh, America's great and uh, the government can be rescued. And we'll just turn this Titanic around, and we'll get more active, and and we'll, we'll, we can do this. We just we can do it, you know. And, and fine, go ahead, give it a shot, keep trying, and then when you run out of steam and you are burned out, as inevitably will happen. I mean, this is it seems like it happens with most political activists is the burnout factor because you, unless you're actually advocating for more statism, you don't get anywhere. <laughs> you won't you won't win. Uh, because the system is designed for more statism. It's not designed for small government. And uh, so we can make all those points. But we touched on it. We talked about why uh, we don't think D.C. is, you know, there's any point to it. We talked about the Free State Project as a solution. You don't have to be a voluntarist to come and be part of the Free State Project. The Free State Project uh, mission statement or the, uh, the statement of intent is that the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. So that includes voluntarism and minarchism. So I don't care if they come here and they're still a, a minarchist. Once they're here in New Hampshire, they're more likely to become a voluntarist, as far as I'm concerned, far more likely than if I just get into an argument with somebody or, uh, or really try to, to uh, focus on that issue with a, with a phone conversation on national radio. It's right. not the right place for that. When they're supposed to be a guest and being interviewed. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, you have to look at the relationship as a guest. This isn't a uh, combative show, and that's not the intent. Well, it depends. It, 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 it's generally not combative. If someone is combative with us, we'll, we'll return in kind. We've got teeth. But, sure. our, but that's not why we're having guests on, typically, with the exception of maybe a Jack Thompson or something like that, Some, somebody who is clearly a statist, and then we're having a little right. fun and, with them. And I think to some extent, um, like, people in general want to be right, and um, you know, when you're taking the voluntarist position, which is a extraordinary, it's a fringe position in a fringe movement. I mean, you're talking about a very small segment of the population as voluntarist. However, it's a very moral standing, and the person who gets to, who is a voluntarist, gets to be right in the conversation. That means that the other person has the experience of being wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. When people come up with their uh, with uh, come up with new ideas, they come up with them on their own. Even if you planted the seed and they it's never even idea. know it, yeah, it's their idea. It has to be their idea because otherwise, they're not going to come up with it. So uh, you know, I I say it all the time on the show. My experience, you know, how it is for me is all ideas that aren't my ideas stink, and you know. I'm sure all my ideas came from somewhere, but it can be very difficult to convince somebody, especially in the, the you know the situation where you're interviewing them. You know, an interview isn't a, yeah. a, a combat situation. It's not a it's not a an appropriate venue for what what it is he's suggesting. Yeah, it's not our purpose when we have and we don't have guests on the show a lot. Although you know we've had a, certainly a number over the years we've been doing Free Talk Live. The purpose is to highlight, I think. What the guest is doing right. Newsmakers. And in the case, yeah, new, well, newsmakers, but the people that are making news for the reasons of doing something positive for the ideas of freedom. 
And Shelly Roche is doing that with uh, Break the Matrix, and she's uh, on the the Andrew Napolitano show, and she's a fairly visible feature or a, a visible fixture in the in the movement, and she's had a relatively quick success with it, and so she's notable from from that aspect. Plus, uh, when you're you know when you're talking with people like Shelly or Trevor and other people that are kind of uh, involved in national level organizations, there's also value in cre- in cultivating relationships with uh, with those people, so they know what Free Talk Live is, and so they're aware of us for the future and you know if, if something comes up that we could work together on that would be great and th- these are this is how you 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 know, right. you to deal with people because i i uh, you know like my thought process on this and i'm you know certainly i don't want to generalize all voluntarists or anything like that but the people that believe in no government at all have a you know one of their favorite things to do is kick in the pants um, people who believe in a small amount of government and what is the point of that? It just doesn't make any sense to me. We we both want to, you know, we're, we're both traveling the same direction, wanting to go to nearly the same place, but I'm the guy you attack? Go out and hassle the just, statists. Maybe you just get more emails than the average volun- or maybe maybe you get more emails or more kicking in the pants than the average than the average minarchist is what I'm thinking because I'm of sure your that's position true. on the show. However, um, it, like if it's if it's true a little a lot for me, then it might be true a little bit for the rest of the minarchists. Well, this is something and why that I think is it they go after the minarchists this is, so much. It's, it's something I think that all libertarians suffer from is. This debatarianism. Uh, well, the, this desire to see your views spread. The uh, when you find liberty, when you find the ideas of freedom, even if it's just the small government side of things. When you find those ideas for the first time, it's so so much a revelation and so uh, wow, you know, why didn't I realize this? And, and it's stunning that you want to bring that to everybody else, and it's frustrating when everybody else doesn't want to necessarily come along at the same clip that uh, that you did. And I, I'm sure the voluntarists are experiencing that from their perspective as uh, as I did when I discovered you know the ideas of small uh, small government I was very excited I wanted to get out there and and talk to people about it but the issue is learning how to persuade instead of just spewing and that, that's something that I think a lot of people deal with more coming up This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, uh, one of those features is the bulletin board system. There are over 450,000 posts there. Actually, probably well over 460 or 470 by this point. But it's all free. You can get interactive with our listeners there and uh, have fun. And bbs.freetalklive.com is the website. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Welcome, by the way, to our brand new listeners in State College, Pennsylvania, our first Pennsylvania Radio Affiliate is now on board with Free Talk Live and for weeknights, which is always a nice uh, plus. Well, Doesn't... I'm going to have to stop bad-mouthing the Nittany Lions from here on out. Is that one of the, t- the teams there That's in the State the, College? The team. The team? I, yeah. I, I believe there are more, there's more than one college there. At, in state college? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's it's the home of uh, Penn State, as I uh, understand it, and uh, that is their mascot. Well, uh, welcome to WRSC AM 1390 uh, to the to the family of fun affiliates here on Free Talk Live. If, you're, if you've been listening to us throughout the week, we started on Monday night there on WRSC. You probably have already figured out that this isn't your average talk show. It's it's not a show that is is very much like the rest of the talk radio world. 
And one of the things you're going to be hearing there on WRSC uh, over time is, I guess, a shift because they've, they've launched an FM station, an FM talk station in that market. And so they're moving some of their programming over there, and they're going to kind of shift things a little in a little different direction on the AM side of things. So uh, we'll have to do our best to get those college kids to actually tune over to the AM side of the dial and find Free Talk Live. Uh, well, some of them, some of them will uh, just sort of show up there, and then they'll tell a few friends, and yeah. they'll tell a few friends, and so on and so on. So this really is a show about whatever you want it to be about, but in order for that to happen, you have to call in and take part. The number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue here. Take your calls about what you want. Dan is in Illinois, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, Dan, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was wondering what your thoughts. Have you have you gentlemen heard of a guy named Benjamin Fulford? Benjamin who? F-U-L-F-O-R-D. Fulford? Fulford? Out, of, out of Japan. Mm, nope. The name doesn't ring a bell. Should well, we have? Okay. Why? Well, the the reason why is he seems to be some kind of go-between between a, um, a very huge... <laughs> I guess you'd call it a ninja population. A ninja population? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really it, it kind of tickles me, and I'm just uh, I'm doing some research on it. And you guys are I, I love you guys. You just you're you're intuitive and you're smart. What now? Um, where are these ninjas populating? I mean, here in the United States or the? Oh, well, actually, it turns it turns out that they're, they're like they're like they're like with the Freemasons and and everywhere. Aren't the Freemasons um, a bunch of old guys? Old guys yeah, make terrible that's what I too. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's just and the image, Mark. This Benjamin, this Benjamin Fulford guy, apparently, his grandfather was the original person that was financing Tesla. And this, this seems like he's wow, got... This is all over the place. So oh, what is yeah. it, what is, where is this going? I mean, you're saying that there's a secret uh, cadre of ninjas out there uh, in the United States? Uh, no, actually, they're out of Japan and China. Oh, okay. Like they have like a fort there, you can find them in the history books of uh, China and Japan. So are they and still around today? Watching, they've been apparently watching the um, and, and and kind of maintaining the Rockefellers and the and the and the Rothschilds. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is a new level. This is this is excellent. So what you're oh, saying yeah, is, let really me see if I've got this. I, let me I see if I like, hold on now. Let me see if I've got this straight. I got to make sure I'm understanding here. Uh, okay. you're, you're saying that, I mean, we've heard a lot from some of the cons- more conspiratorial callers that, you know, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are behind everything and, you know, they're pulling right, the strings right, of the world. Right. But what you're saying is there's actually a whole other level. So not only do you have the, the, uh, the politicians on the front line being controlled by the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds behind them, but behind the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds is a secret group of ninjas from Japan <laughs> and China. Is that funny? That right? is amazing. It's it's pretty great. Now, I believe it. I, well, 100%. I, it, it seems to me that it <laughs> must be... It, it, these ninjas can't be operating alone. Ninjas, by their nature, do not operate alone. So I would imagine that the ninjas are actually... you know, a, a front Ninjas organ. do operate alone. No, ninjas, ninjas are, are paid assassins. All right, wait, 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 so, wait a second. Hold on now. Wait a second. Hold, you guys are talking over each other. I'm not talking over each other. I've been talking. <laughs> the um, So the ninjas must have been paid by some kind of uh, you know Japanese or Chinese mafia. So it's not even the Rockefellers. It's some kind of uh, Japanese or, or Chinese mafia organization that's actually running the Rockefellers. What do you have to say to that, Dan? Let me tell you how this went, how this got to me. This was really, I mean, actually, I was just like set beside myself. But here's what happens to this 
uh, what's his name again? Benjamin Fulford. Okay, he gets approached by, this is going to tickle you, he gets approached by a, <laughs> a Mason ninja. <laughs> then, uh, because he was doing a, a major story on uh, David Rockefeller, uh, and he was going to expose him for, for three murders or something. And then the following, and it's like, yeah, I got a bullet in this hand, and I got a pile of money over in this hand, and make your choice. And then the following day. Now, was he dressed he, like a ninja at the time? That is not what Benjamin said. He said, no, it looked like an ordinary guy. So <laughs> like I could be a ninja? Guy. That was my question. Was he dressed like a ninja? Well, you can be a ninja if you can move silently and kill people uh, without a trace. Well, no, you actually got to, I, I think what I've heard, you have to move in shadows. So, yes, using, anyhow, using the shadows, guy. but it's, it's you know, it's a good idea but to be a, silent. What, what, the, what the key thing was, he's, a, he's, he's not only just a ninja, he was a... <laughs> Mason Ninja. I love this call. I I don't know then if you're for day, real. Then I, the next and then the next day, this guy gets a he gets another call from another ninja, and he's with the <laughs> underground. He's with the underground. Y'all uh-huh. didn't really listen. He's with the, the underground Chinese or Japanese mafia, and they yeah. control the Rockefellers. And he's the go-between. Why would the ninjas want to be giving... I mean, you know, ninjas by their nature are secretive uh, people, so why would they be calling this guy who is a journalist who's going to expose everything? I mean, uh, it seems to me... Oh, this doesn't have to make any sense, Mark. It's just just hilarious. I think this is amazing. It had to make sense to me. Everything's got to make sense to me. It's got to make sense. You're telling me you really believe this? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I, that, that's why I think your call is so great. Because I, I, that's why, that's why yeah, I had to call a couple intelligent gentlemen. That's why I had to hit you with this. I had to call you up because this just blew me away. Well, where are the, what I need to know is the important part of this is where are the lizard people? Hmm. That's a good question. I think they're with that other dude. What's his name? Um, I, Ike? <laughs> Yeah, know. there you go. I, yeah, he, hey, Dan, he, thanks, he, thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. A new level to the conspiracy, uh, the, the rabbit hole. I mean, yep. we, we've said it just keeps going deeper and deeper, and now it's ninjas behind the Masons, ninjas behind the Rothschilds, ninjas behind the, uh, the, the whatever the other R family is, Rothschilds and Rockefellers. Rockefellers. And it's all been revealed now, Mark. What could the next level? Well, maybe it hasn't all been revealed. What is the next level? Is it Xenu? I, the uh, the the alien god from uh, Ron Hubbard. Scientology. Scientology. Um, you know, I love the ninjas, but if your conspiracy theory doesn't include Jewish alien lizardmen, it's just nothing. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yes, welcome to WRSC AM to Free Talk Live. More coming up. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. On us, features including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click download. They're right there on the front page. In fact, going back for an entire year on us at freetalklive.com. I've been taking a new vitamin. It's called Choose for Health Super Fruit Complex. It's chewable and includes fruits and berries that have tremendous health-enhancing 
qualities. Uh, some of these uh, fruits and berries are goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. You can uh, get a free week by and with just paying the shipping and handling by calling 800-219-8874. It's a free week of these uh, vitamins. It's 800-219-8874. Choose for health. What was the website again? Choose for health. Well, it's uh, it's order orderchoose.com, but you won't get the free week unless you call the uh, telephone number at 800-219-8874. Thank you for making that clear. All right. Uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number here, 800-259-9231. We go to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, a couple of comments about the Benjamin Fulford thing. And, yes, this um, is the uh, the guy that uh, somebody called about him a moment ago saying that he is, uh, I guess, he has revealed that the truth about the world is that uh, not it's not just the evil bankers that are controlling things, but the bankers are actually being controlled by a cabal of ninjas. <laughs> well, um, see, this is where conspiracy theories have this deep rabbit hole that you guys talk about, and things get a little confusing, and the guy was just a little confused. Benjamin Fulford actually actually did uh, an interview with David Rockefeller, and you can see the interview. It's on the, it's on the web. It's, it's a long interview. Mm-hmm. In it, he actually talks about Ron Paul ending the Fed, and uh, David Rockefeller thinks that would be a bad idea. But it's not a cabal of ninjas. What it, what it is is supposedly the the Orient has its own Masons-type group. Mm -hmm. And the Oriental Masons-type group are at odds with the European Mason-type group. Ah, okay. And and there are people who, you know, within the conspiracy theory group of people who believe or will tell you that Benjamin Fulford is a a plant uh, or or a... uh, a misinformation guy put there to to make the conspiracy theorists look crazy. Oh, okay. So I see what you're saying. So you're saying that there's a group of people out there that believe that the uh, the European bankers control everything, and that this guy out there, is, this Fulford, is out there trying to make it look like they aren't in control of the entire world. That there are uh, different competing uh, world banker factions. Which so makes perfectly good right. sense. That to is me. what well, makes kind sense. Kind of, sort of. It's, it's, it's really, really. When you when you start looking at, at Benjamin Fulford and things like that, I things it's like it's like stirring up the bottom of a of a pot with a lot of sediment in it, <laughs> and things start to come to the surface. And I mean, you can you, you look in there; it's all muddied. It's all all mixed up, and it, 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 that's why people think that he's just set out there simply to make it look. Like, uh, you know, like conspiracy theorists are crazy. You know, uh, and I think that many conspiracy theorists are at least, they believe, whether they are crazy or not, I don't know, but they believe some crazy things. Some of them do, depending on the theory. But this one, uh, this is interesting because we had speculated in the past about when the, when the conspiracy guys would call the show and start talking about the Rothschilds and the Roth, you know, these bankers from around uh, in Europe that control everything in the United States. Uh, are trying to create some sort of what they call the new world order or this one size uh, fits all government for the entire world. 
Uh, clearly, there are some indicators of people that would like to do such a thing. But, of course, the question becomes, well, Strong why man. hasn't it happened? Uh, well, maybe th- that's because there are other people that want con- to control the world, too, uh, that are competing against those folks. I don't know if there's any truth to the ninja thing or whatever, but it's always co- kind of made sense to me that uh, the people that are in control of certain countries don't want to give up that control to some organization that they won't be, they themselves won't be in control of and so i mean why else wouldn't there be a one world government at this point if if it was really something that everybody was into and they're obviously not there are people that that really enjoy the power they have over the the plots of land that they that they have it and while they may enjoy the idea of having more over a larger swath of land they also understand that there are people that are competing with them for that uh for that level of control is, is that kind of where you're coming from yeah well that's where benjamin fulford's coming from and, oh, well, sorry. Uh, Do you... he, he's he's claiming his claim, his big claim, is that uh, because of his uh, his father, for what the guy mentioned, his father. I know his father was a bigwig somehow. I'm not sure how. I, I, it's a long video. The guy's got like a two hour video out there, and he in it he he uh, interviews David Rockefeller, and he he talks about all this stuff. And his big contention is that there's. A, there is a an Oriental Mason society, and he was asked to join that society. And they do have ninjas. They have these secret agents, kind of like the our Masons, our people have, or ours, I shouldn't say ours, but the, the Western uh, Masons group has the uh, economic hitmen and the CIA and those things. This Oriental group have their... Uh, version of those things, and the ninjas are part of that. And, Very um, interesting, <laughs> right? And and so he he brought the message, his message that he was putting out when he was when he made these uh, this this particular video was that the Oriental Masons want peace and they want freedom. They want people to be free. Oh, really? That's interesting. So. I mean, you know, take it for what it's worth. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, because I, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, one of those shows. I don't know what the Masons believe. I think they're all individuals, and they all, uh, most of the ones that I've ever met have been friendly folks that, uh, you know, just want to help people. So I, I, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that are evil and that are looking to uh, control the world and looking to control people. I'm sure those folks exist, but to uh, to paint the Masons with that brush, I think is it's just not fair. Most of them, I think it's well, not think- fair. I think most, you know, most conspiracy theorists will tell you that the normal run-of-the-mill Masons have nothing to do with the conspiracy. It's the upper-level Masons, and personally, I don't know any upper-level Masons. Yeah, so I mean, how do you verify those claims? You can't. It's just, right. uh, it's just conspiracy mongering. If you talk to the regular Masons, these, they... These people like Fulford out there who put out these videos, and there's no way to prove or to disprove it, so all you can really do is sit there and rub your chin and go, huh. Yeah, okay. that's just it. That's a, that's a great way to boil it down. It's just it's oh okay, that's interesting. Uh, the, it right. doesn't really have any bearing on what we're doing. It doesn't have any bearing on achieving freedom in our lifetime. I mean, if the Oriental Masons are uh, all about freedom, then that's good to know. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting them to find us and cut us a check. I mean, that'd be nice. Uh, Mark, maybe you should make some calls. See if you can roust up those Oriental Masons. I'm not Masons. calling any ninjas. <laughs> I don't care what you people say. 
<laughs> hey, Matt, thanks for the call. I appreciate that clarification. Uh, it certainly makes a little bit more sense at this point. 800-259-9231. Did you catch that from the first call at all? I didn't really. Well, I, I think that, that uh, you know, when you first hear about something, you may not know all the all the facts. So, you, you know, he was calling to talk to us about it as opposed to. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my thoughts on this is if there is a group of people that control the monetary system in the world, and I, I think that there, there is. Mm-hmm, um, sure. And, There's evidence for that. And you've, and you've got the names of them. I mean, they're, they're, they're in, at the tops of these organizations, and some of the names are exactly the names that these conspiracy theorists talk about. But I think that they start muddying the water with, uh, you know, the they, uh, you know, they blew up the towers on 9/11 and they caused Hurricane Katrina with their giant Wawa machine <laughs> yeah. in Alaska that controls the weather and and all this other stuff. That just makes them look nuts. Yeah. As opposed to, hey, look, there's really a group of people controlling the wealth. monetary system. Yeah. Here's their names and here's what they're doing. And they're and they're extracting wealth from they, you. Why would they want to do anything else? Why would they want to, uh, you know, destroy the world's population down to five hundred thousand? Why would that they want to do sense. any of that stuff when we're all their slaves through the monetary policy yeah, already? Exactly. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and that's why the rabbit hole for the conspiracy world is so dangerous. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of whatever you buy, whether it's brand new or even used items. You can get those at Amazon, too. But start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com as we go to your calls. We have a bunch of Dans on hold. Let's go to Dan in Maine first. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, good evening, gentlemen. What's on Uh, your mind tonight, Dan? Well, I'm looking at this article in the Valley News here. It's about this uh, gentleman named Dominic Bailey in Vermont, Berkshire. And he dug up his uh, father's ashes, and he took him home, and the police came and arrested him for it. And he said, here's what his quote is in court. He said, if I want to move my father, I want to move my father. You want to make a big deal of it? You know, like, what's the problem? He's confused why he's being arrested. Personally, I think you should have a right to your parents' uh, stuff if, you know, none of the other siblings have a problem. Well, if, yeah, especially if you paid for the internment. I mean, normally, uh, it's my understanding that when somebody dies, there are all kinds of laws that mandate that you go through the system and get a casket or urn or whatever it is, you know, depending on how you want to dispose of the body. But I've never heard of anybody burying an urn. I'm sure it happens. Uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, he he dug it up, it says. And then I'm thinking also, I'm kind of one of those green hippie nuts and I kind of wanted to bury my parents right in my backyard out in New Hampshire, you know, and I know they're not going to let me do that, but I figure, you know, the trees and everything, I'm going to bury it in the woods. I'd like to. And I think it would be an interesting – I, I want to be buried on my own property. Yeah. I don't want to be buried in somebody else's uh, you know, right. graveyard. I, I want I to be buried on mine. I think that would be a really interesting incident of uh, civil disobedience and non-cooperation yeah. to have somebody – I mean, obviously, you can do it only when somebody you love dies, so yeah. uh, you probably shouldn't rush that along. Right. Uh, no. But, you know, once, once that happens, uh, it would give somebody uh, the opportunity 
ability to do that. And then the state has, uh, you know, then the state looks like a grave robber almost. I mean, coming in and stealing your, your parents' bodies uh, from you. So so you can't bury them and dispose of them in the way that you think is appropriate or the way that they wished was uh, was appropriate. I mean, what if they want to be buried? As you say, Mark, what if you want to be buried? Your express wishes are to be buried on your own property. Will they still disallow it by some sort Absolutely. of state law? Sure. They've got <laughs> what they want to do. You know, they, people are very weird about uh, death, and they want to, uh, you know, keep their their friends at the graveyard in business, mm-hmm. and their friend, you know, the the people that uh, run these don't the cities uh, the run homes, all that all that stuff. These people have to get their you have to get paid. Aren't so. the, don't cities run the graveyards sometimes? I think it it, uh, it depends on the uh, location. I want to make another point yes, if sir. I could. Yeah. Um, next part is, is kind of just an odd thing, but you know how they're saying all the minerals are leaving all the soil. Well, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's because we've been burying all these bodies in boxes forever. Mm, I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm not a, uh, a soil expert, so I can't really uh, comment on right. that. But, but you know, you hear these rumors about how the soils, you know, they're, they're linked to minerals and all this stuff, and I'm just wondering. Anyway, that's all. It's, I think it's a possibility. It'd be interesting, I guess, to look at the difference between a, uh, a graveyard and the, the rest of the soil out there, but there's a lot of soil, different types of uh, conditions and, and that sort of thing. But in, interesting point, and I hope, you know, I, I obviously I don't hope that anybody's family member dies anytime soon, but uh, if this comes up, I hope that somebody who is as concerned about it as you, and perhaps it will be you, Dan, will take this as an issue, and then, you know, what are the cops going to do? Are they going to come and steal a body from somebody? That would make some uh, interesting video footage. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231 or steal and earn. I mean, what the hell? It's crazy. It's it's your family. It's it's your loved ones. I mean, you should be able to choose for yourself as long as you own the property where it's to be disposed of. If you own the property and they want to be buried on it, that's it. End of story as far as I'm concerned. But no, the state wants to come in and, and do it differently and force you to pay for a casket or force you to pay for a grave spot or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the different local laws are. I know they're probably varied across the country. You know, it, um, you can have an urn, say, on your mantle if that's what you want, but apparently you can't bury it and then change your mind. Hmm. It's amazing. 800 Vermont. Right. 800-259-9231. Even though you paid for that spot. I mean, don't you, when you buy a grave site, aren't you paying that company to essentially own that plot of little plot of land? Uh, at least, you know, you don't get to go and build something on it. Obviously, there are restrictions on how you get to use that land. It's, you know, you put a gravestone up, there's a casket in the ground or an urn in the ground in this particular case, and that's how you use that land. But if it's your plot, shouldn't you be able to change your mind? 1-800-259-9231 to a different Dan. This one is in Kentucky. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I wanted to continue the discussion about ninjas, and I was wondering why nobody mentioned pirates. <laughs> yeah, every the, time the you pirates. mention nin- ninjas, somebody has to mention pirates, right? Yeah, the, the, the pirates from uh, Norway, Sweden, and Switzerland, they're... They 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 control the ninjas that control the Rothbards or no the uh, whoever the Rothbards. I don't think the ninjas would allow themselves to be controlled by pirates. Well, they 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 have no choice. The pirates are superior. Oh come on! Are we going to have to rehash this? I don't know. I mean, I, pirates I, are tough guys. The only the call. only way that you have to be very very tough in order to uh, make it uh, you know make it basically as an amputee with a uh, with with a bird on it's, your shoulder. But it's a different kind of. I mean, they're, they're two so they're so different. The ninjas and the pirates. I mean, they're they're not a very. Uh, 
I don't know who the best of the, of them would be. I don't know wh- who would win in a match. I still, I mean, I know I've took the pirate, I've taken the pirate side in the past, but the ninjas are so stealthy and they're so silent and they're and they're so good at, at killing silently. I mean, the, and the pirates are so loud and obnoxious and and conspicuous. And they say but the ninjas can't do anything on water. That that's really what it is. Hmm. So, so the pirates have their base on water. Are you telling me that after after years and, and hundreds of years of ninjas being out there in the world that they haven't figured out how to deal with the ocean yet and deal with deal with uh, with tra- traveling in water? Well, their stealthy techniques cause them to fall overboard or something like that. I hmm. I think it's certainly a possibility. I don't know, and it's one of those things. You that think the uh, flying spaghetti monster would pull them out? Well, one thing, well, one thing's for sure. If there are pirate and ninja conflict uh, going on out there in the world, they are pretty good at erasing any sort of evidence of it. I mean, whoever it is that that wins, uh, you, you know, you don't see any pirate ships wrecking these days. Uh, you, you certainly don't see ninjas at all. So I mean, well, we, we know had that, a few in Somalia. Yeah, but the, the, but, but I don't know where the ninjas came in there. So yeah, are you really a pirate if you aren't flying the Jolly Roger though? No, you're not. All right. Thanks I for the call. Both, a point there. I say the they're both screwed when the cyborgs come along. Mm, that's a good point. 800. What about cyborg ninjas? Cyborg pirates? Then it really goes crazy. You know, what are, what is cyborgs uh, when they have uh, you know uh, you know uh, an appendage that it's a machine gun? What do they need throwing stars and uh, pirate swords for? I don't know. It's, what's it? It's a rapier? Is that a pirate sword? No. Yeah, rapier sounds right. Is it a rapier. Uh, Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I guess the pirates are kind of. If you've got a peg leg, you've been modified. Does that? I guess you're not a cybernetic unless it's a computer, though, right? Yeah, that's kind of the. I, I'd, I'd see that. That's yeah. the dividing line, I suppose. And you who really, will be the first to uh, to meld with the machines? Would it be the ninjas or the pirates? And plus, pirates have their own colloquial way of speaking, and so if the cyborgs don't speak like the pirates, then they're not pirates. Let's go to your phone calls. Talk about anything. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Frank. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Listen, I want to apologize for the uh, the BS word yesterday. I didn't realize I said it until after it came out. So <laughs> it's I not like we my haven't mouth said it. out with soap. <laughs> it's it's not like we haven't said it. I don't it, think Frank. I've said that. Have I said that? Um, I don't. Think I, know, I've I remember said you that. said the a hole word on the air before. I don't. I didn't I've said like that, that much. Yeah, but no. Go ahead, what Frank. I wanted, yeah, what I wanted to talk about tonight is the notion of civil disobedience, and I received uh, a jury notice for mm-hmm. jury duty in New York. And, you know, I'm always concerned about the ethics and the philosophical reasons uh, for doing things. And I really am very disappointed in our judicial system, our legal system, after uh, Congress passed the Homeland Security Act 1 and 2, the Patriot, or I'm sorry, the Patriot Act 1 and 2, Homeland Security, and the Military Commissions Act of 2006. So I really, I, I went in today uh, with my questionnaire, uh, to the courthouse, but I really don't want to participate. I want to resist it because really our Constitution has been abrogated by our government, and I feel that the old justice system really is uh, you know, a fraud, and therefore being a moral individual concerned with social responsibility, I feel that it would be wrong to participate in something that uh, you know, is a violation well- of our... Frank, uh, I, I see where you're coming from there. Yeah, and I, how do you guys feel about that? No, yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. The the government is corrupt. It's inherently bad, and I, I don't blame you for not wanting to be uh, to take an active role in in actually being a part of it. But I have to know, uh, do you vote? 
I do vote. So let's dig into this a little further, if you don't mind hanging through the news. No, we'll bring that's you, all right. We'll bring you back, Frank. 800-259-9231. If you vote, then why not do jury duty? I mean, one involvement is, is one involvement greater than another. Actually, I'd say it's more important if you're going to choose one of the, those two to do jury duty because you can actually help save somebody who is being unjustly prosecuted by this evil government. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right to your phone calls. We go to, back to Frank, actually. He was on with us a moment ago. Frank is back from New York, and you were telling us that you've been summonsed for jury duty. Correct. And that you're pretty frustrated with the the, the government as it is today and the evil things that they do. And you were talking about how you didn't want to participate in jury duty because of that. Correct. You were just kind of asking how we feel about it. Is that right? Right. Well, I would say that, you know, as you pointed out, you do participate in the voting process. So if you're participating in at least some of the government, I don't know why it's so bad to participate in, in jury duty, especially because in jury duty, being involved in that means that you have the chance to nullify a verdict. It means that you have the opportunity to go into a courtroom and to help somebody walk out a free person. Not that it will necessarily result in that, um, but you have that chance. That's something well, you'll if, never if get to do. If that person deserves it. Right. Yes, yeah, somebody who's being prosecuted for uh, you know, a drug crime, for instance. Mm-hmm. Somebody who hasn't harmed another person. Uh, you know, somebody with a couch right. in their if it's yard. A criminal, if it's a criminal case in New York... It has to be a unanimous decision, but if it's civil, it doesn't. So if if there are 13 of us on a jury, and let's say it's a civil case, you know, I may have the proper uh, verdict, and my peers may not. So in that case, the majority would rule, kind of like, uh, uh, you know, Survivor, one of those... uh, Shows, but no, I do see that. Is that how it works in civil? I didn't know that. I didn't realize it was a a majority rule thing. In if it's civil, the way New York is, it's different from Pennsylvania and Massachusetts that are both Commonwealth states. Both Pennsylvania and Massachusetts are Commonwealth. New York isn't, so their judicial system's a bit different. But um, and then again, too, if you're on a uh, let's say if they put you on. uh, what is what is the jury the uh, that convenes to uh, determine whether 
the state or the government, the federal government or the state is going to prosecute grand jury. Uh, a grand ju- a grand jury. Then it's it's a bit different because again the grand jury is determined by the number of votes. So if it's thirteen and seven or four prosecuting, six aren't they're going to prosecute in the sense, or they will. The judge either, will take either that. way. I mean that, that's all. Yeah. Pro- I believe what you're saying, but either way, there is still a chance that you could help somebody out, especially in a criminal criminal situation. Somebody who's facing the the theft of their freedom in a case mm-hmm. that doesn't involve a victim, you could make it so at the very least the jury hangs and they have to go on and, and, and convene another case, or maybe you could convince some of the people in there that this is the right thing to do, and, and you could send somebody off with a, with a not guilty verdict. Uh, if, to me, that's worth the, uh, the time, because otherwise, if you want to do disobedience in the realm of, of jury duty, then you yourself will be looking at jail time. Uh, you could right, go it's not and, disobedience, it's more, of a, it's more of a resistance based upon strong Oh no, I'm with you. If if that's the way you want to go with it, I'm. That's fine. I understand and appreciate why people would want to just, you know, just completely separate themselves from it. I understand that, but they consider it, regardless of what you think. They do consider it a duty, and they do consider you having an obligation to show up and do that stuff. So if you just want to refuse to participate at all, then you are looking at jail time, uh, which, you know, you should expect in, in engaging in civil disobedience. Or what you could do is you could just go in and start babbling about jury nullification all over the place and get yourself kicked off. But then you'd still be consenting to the portion of actually showing up for the, uh, the jury mm-hmm. selection process. And it doesn't sound to me like that's something you want to do. No, what I want to do is basically, you know, considering that, that our uh, civil liberties and our habeas corpus doesn't exist now, thanks to those illegal uh, legislations that were passed by our Congress, uh, you know, without having read the bills, mm-hmm. uh, we're really in quite a, a legal morass. And I just don't mean, you know, the people at Guantanamo. I mean, you know, everyone. And, you know, since... The system hasn't corrected that or challenged that uh, as a self-corrective measure. I just have been having a lot of qualms about participating in something that's inherently illegal and unconstitutional and violates everyone's civil rights. Some people's rights are violated more than others. But the point is, uh, so you see where I'm coming from. You've said some very interesting things. And maybe some of your your future callers would have some ideas. I'm going to listen. Have you, but Frank? Listen, have you thanks called? Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, hold on, Frank. Frank. Don't go away yet. Have you called the uh, the court and told them uh, your objections? I'm sure I they did would. actually, and they said that if I'm called in September uh, when I meet the attorneys and the judge, oh, so they I still want you to come it, in. If I say it to the judge and he doesn't like it, he could find me in contempt. If I go through my legal argument about I, how we've lost our Bill of Rights with this legislation, specifically where in the legislation we have lost those. Hey, Frank, the chances is, of the judge finding you in contempt are slim to none because... But, but in New York, Hold on, Frank, hold on. They can okay. do that, but there are, you've got to remember, a room full of people, 12 of which are going to be, or possibly more, if they're using that same pool for multiple cases, are going to be jurors. And they do not want to, the judge does not want to look like this big jerk who threatens anybody and harasses and intimidates the jurors who don't, you know, who ask questions. Depends on the judge, I guess. But yeah, I think But again, right. it's going to bias that jury towards whatever case they get put on. So the judge is going to be on his best behavior with the jurors at all times. I have never seen them really get upset with them. So you are willing, Frank, to go in and discuss this with them? Because oh, yeah, isn't... make my statement, absolutely. Okay. But, well, but not to do it in a contemptuous manner, to go in and if I'm asked 
to raise these points with the judge or with the prosecuting attorneys or the DA, whatever, you know, to, to let them know that, that I feel morally... I think you should bring a video camera in with you when you do it, Frank, because I think it'd be great. I think it'll be what, however it oh, works out. They don't allow that in New York. In fact, when you go into the building, they take all that stuff away, go through the x-ray machines, ah. and you go through this whole kind of... Uh, it's the New York State Supreme Court. So when you go in there, it's like... You know, if you have any recording devices, they take those. It's like... Hmm. Uh, so you've been subpoenaed for a Supreme... What? For, no, no, no. The, 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 in New York, it's, it's called... You go to the... Uh, the jury duty, you go to the New York State Supreme Court. I see. On Adams Street. Let us know what you end up doing, Frank, and let us know how it works out. Will you do that okay. for us? Okay. Listen, thanks a lot. Thank you for That's the call tonight. Always appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And I do appreciate where he's coming from. And I, for people that just don't want to get themselves involved in jury duty, I understand. But I will will uh you know try my best to persuade them to to do to learn about jury nullification from FIJA fully informed jury association FIJA.org, FIJA.org. learn about how you can apply the idea of jury nullification to a case that doesn't involve a, a real victim it doesn't involve a real crime drug cases mm-hmm. things like that and get in there and try to help somebody else out cuz uh, unless they feel like just letting you go then they're going to they're going to make you sit on the, that jury or they're going to put you in a in a cage that's the choice. You either sit on the jury, you go through their process, or you go to a cage. I look at this like I look at voting, um, and it's basically if you have the opportunity to go and protect yourself and someone else uh, from you know, the violence of the state, then you should do that as long as it's not some kind of uh, you know huge, arduous uh, you know taxing thing on you. You know, as long as you're not voting to kill a thousand people instead of kill a thousand and one people or something like that, I I, I wouldn't I, want to go. I, I think that's pretty. Uh, you know, that, that's yeah. I I don't know whether I could could vote on that particular no. issue because um, I know the government programs expand and uh, you know <laughs> it could very well be that I you know voted for the worst of the two programs at at something yeah. like that. But uh, you know I you know if you're the breadwinner of your family and it could be, you know, you, you don't know how long it's going to be. I, I can kind of understand that one. I still think that I would. You mean being on a jury? How being long on a jury, would, if you right. chose to do that. But yeah, that can be pretty detrimental there. Usually, voting doesn't, you know, isn't isn't going to take much more than an evening if, uh, if if you're talking about a uh, caucus situation or something like that. Yeah, and I wonder, uh, I, I wonder how successful he'll be with just kind of telling them how he feels about their system and why he doesn't want to participate. I wonder what their response will be. Hopefully we'll find out. 800-259-9231, because if you don't want to get on a jury, just start talking about jury nullification. Just you know, bring it up in the jury selection room where they ask people if they have any questions. Just ask questions about jury nullification. Hey, hand, out take care fe- of that. hand out feature brochures feature while you're in the, uh, thing, in the room waiting. That would be an ideal way to do things. <laughs> Make sure you give them to all the, the court bureaucrats, too, so they right. know exactly who you are. <laughs> Uh, More on the way here. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But jury duty is like a miniature draft. If you don't show up, they'll put you in in a cold prison cell. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. 
Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Our website is completely free, as is Sam's over at obscuredtruth.com if you haven't been there yet. Uh, Sam, you just put up some new videos. I have not yet had the chance to watch through them all. I watched through the first few minutes of the first one. But uh, there was a roundtable session that uh, was going on at the Liberty Forum this year, the 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum put on by the Free State Project. And this year was particularly good from my perspective, being a voluntarist or an autonomist or whatever, and uh, having Stefan Molyneux, who is one of the, I think, premier thinkers in the liberty movement today. He's a philosopher, internet, uh, he's got his own internet radio show, Free Domain Radio. He lives in Canada. He'd made a, uh, a special trip down to speak at the Liberty Forum. Also, Mark Stevens, who, uh, of whom I'm a big fan, markstevens.net, that's M-A-R-C, markstevens.net. Um, love Mark Stevens. He was giving a speech there as well. And you got those two guys and myself uh, together. So the four of us were in the conference room there. You set up all your camera equipment and you recorded what was what was it, an hour-long, uh, basically, discussion about the Voluntary Society? Right, an hour-long uh, just discussion talking about, you know, where are we today? Where do we need to go? What are the effective ways that we're all uh, that we all think? Uh, can get us there, and and we just kind of talked it out and and let the conversation go where it went. And it's online now at obscuredtruth.com, available in HD too. It is, yes. And uh, in fact, the first time around, I spelled Molyneux wrong, so I'm replacing oh, no. that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway through, so but uh, they're all up right now. Okay, cool. So there you go, obscuredtruth.com, and you can also see the other work Sam has done as well. We'll go to your calls about whatever you want. Uh, but first, I also want to tell you about Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose, and in every genre, Audible has it covered. You can get your free audiobook download today if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's go to your calls. Nick is in Massachusetts, and Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Sam and Mark. Um, I wanted to, um, well, before I get into that, I uh, personally believe pirates are better than ninjas. Um, okay, pirates. They, uh, there you go. I don't know. I, I think they, I've always personally preferred pirates. I've always liked pirates. So, uh, And they got the ships with the cannonballs and, and the guns and that's fine, because you'll never see my ninjas coming. Pirate, yeah. I, I, have there been good ninja movies out there? Uh, pirate I, movies, I like a lot. I can't think of any ninja Pirates movies. Pirates of the Caribbean, most notably. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean is one of the, the more recent ones, but uh, Cutthroat Island, I know it got panned. I what about, like that um, movie. Um, Muppets on Treasure Island, have you guys ever seen that? <laughs> Peter Pan, Peter Pan, seen that. I guess Peter Pan qualifies as a pirate yeah, movie. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> All right, so what else do you have for us tonight? Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about inheritance. Um, the sort of uh, it's, there's been discussion on um, on a MySpace group of the Libertarian group about inheritance, and um, the original poster was talking about how it's basically logically impossible that you could give something away uh, when you sign a will. Uh, it's a contract based on false promises that you can give something away when you're dead, because if you're dead, you obviously don't own anything. So how does it really make sense that you can just give stuff away um, um, when you don't own anything? It makes sense to me. It's yours, so you get to expressly distribute it in whatever way you think is best. It's yours, so you don't have to have a contract with someone else signing it. It's just a uh, expression of your will, basically. I, I don't see why that's confusing to anybody. Right, and well, it's not, it's the not part really of the... that it's confusing. It's just, it doesn't exactly make sense if you don't 
at, at the time of your death, you don't own anything. How can you possibly give it away to people? It sounds interesting, but when you start getting into the gray areas of it, for instance, uh, my wife and I own many things jointly and severally. However, uh, we own, you know, we have our own stuff at the same time. So when I die, it's clearly going to be in her possession, and no one's going to dispute whether or not that is hers, right? Unless they thought it was yours in the first place. I was place. asking Nick. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, repeat your question. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Try, to, try to pay attention with me here, Nick. I have uh, a property, joint and severally, with my wife, and at the same time, we have our own stuff. When I die, clearly that stuff that is mine will become hers, correct? It's going to be in the same house as she's in. Um, no one will doubt for a moment that that's her stuff. Well, she's already in it, so, I mean, I don't see how somebody could take it away from her. Right, so, I mean, it's clearly... Hers. It, it becomes hers. Now, um, so, I mean... Uh, because you guys both own it, you know, at the same time, and, and since she's still alive, yeah, she would own it. But, you know, there's, there's many things that there really aren't hers, they're mine. Do you understand? Like, my books. They're not her books. What does she care about those books? Well, if you die, you don't own the books anymore, so they're not yours. So they so become are hers you, are... by default. So, at that point, ownership changes hands, correct? Well... All a uh, will is is direct change hands if the person is dead who is dead does not have ownership over anything anymore. But the ownership has changed hands. At one point, I was alive, well, and then the change occurred when I died. Are you? Wait, they I want to clarify hers. something here, Nick. Are you suggesting that when someone dies, their property returns to the you know sort of just returns to it, it returns to whoever really can can get it or whoever can first come uh, first serve. You know, for, so so are you, know, you saying that? Come, you you you're saying that uh, you agree with these people that are on this forum that you don't believe that property is uh, is able to be distributed I, by I, a will. I found I was I mean I I've never really thought about inheritance before. It's never been a big issue for me. But I tried debating it with the guy, and I really couldn't find any way to logically go around the fact that once you're dead, you're there's no property that's in your name. Well, then, well, if you really want to get technical here, then why don't you just write the will to where your property is technically distributed before you die? Like, this property will be given to these people five seconds before I perish. And obviously, it won't immediately change hands, but then you'll have it written down. It seems like nitpicking to me, really. I mean, yeah. it's 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 your will that is essentially your what you want to occur with what was your property after you've relinquished control over it. You are really, you are saying I am within the next amount of years, some point I'm going to relinquish control of this property, and in that moment I would like to re relinquish it to these specific people. I don't see what's confusing about that or in any way what's unlibertarian about it. it just it's not confusing. It just it doesn't make sense to me, and it didn't make sense to a few other well, people. Well, if it doesn't make sense, either. isn't it confusing? Isn't that the definition of confusion, where you, you something is not making sense to you? Well, it doesn't logically make sense. I, I guess. Are you you're, you're are right you thinking of this in a lack of absence of the state context, where if there is no state, what would happen when somebody dies? Does it become a free for all? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I don't I don't mean to suggest that it would be a free for all, but the people who would. Um, there would who, be people who know, would claim that? Yeah, that they would have a claim to it or they would get to it first. Or, okay, I mean, well, wouldn't anything? insurance... So, you know, people are going to have, first off, family heirlooms, things that are very may, may not have a lot of value on the marketplace, but are intrinsically very valuable. Yeah, and I don't, they would get those first. I don't think, well, I don't think society is going to say that, you know, that we should 
our our society should exist in a way where that's just up for free for all and it shouldn't go we shouldn't make any effort to try and put that in the hands of the family members where the sentimental value remains i i think you know insurance could come in there and maybe protect the house and and keep these items from going to looters i i think uh the private protection services could do something like that in the event of a death they could. i think this is something the marketplace would clearly work oh out. absolutely people want to be able to pass on the things that they uh, that they've accumulated and there needs to be an orderly process for that to happen and, and the that's market what a will can, is no, yeah and the market will be able to handle that even with the absence of some governmental authority thank you for the call nick 800-259-9231 This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you dial in and take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video proving that they listen to Free Talk Live. You can see it. See them over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And you can join us uh, at freetalklive.com. In our chat room as well. There's so much there, and it's all for free. Hey, are you frustrated with a lack of freedom where you live, and are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? Well, if you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active for freedom, would you join them? You can. Just join the Free State Project and move to New Hampshire at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Dot org as we continue taking your phone calls to another Dan in Arizona. It's the night of the Dan's. We had four Dan's so far in the first hour and a half. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Dan in Arizona, did and you drop? Mark. Dan? Greetings, Ian and Mark and Sam. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind tonight? From the hot Southwest. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I don't want to be disingenuous, but I want to pick up on the last two calls that you had. By all means. Uh, first of all, the jury, the jury call you had from Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, last last summer, I was summoned to jury duty from the city of Tucson, and I looked at it, and I thought about it, and I ripped it up and threw it in the oval filing cabinet. And okay. uh, I thought about I thought about it, and I thought, well, they, they, you know, I could get in trouble for this, but then I said to myself, frigate, I'm an anarchist, and um, that's the way it is, and I haven't heard from him since. Hmm. And if you want to um, protect your property... When, and a point of information. Die, hold, on, hold on. Before you go on, uh, okay. let's talk a little bit about the jury duty thing. You, okay. How long ago did this come in, this notice? Uh, about a year ago. Wow. So, yeah, they really have. Have you moved since then? Is it possible they sent it to an old address? No, I, I'm, I'm still in the same place. They, they rarely go after people who don't show up for jury duty. Really? It, it's, yeah, it's, it does happen. It's like a handful of people a year. But when it happens, the last time we talked about it happened. Some guy spent two months in jail. Well, he gets, I don't remember how long he was in, but there was a guy that just got snatched right off the street by the cops Mm -hmm. for this. So, you know, maybe there's, maybe one day the cops will pull you over and arrest you for this. I I mean, I hope not. I mean, I hope, I hope Sam's right and that they just let, let this drop. But uh, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, I I realized that. And, and, and I thought about that. I thought, no, I'll, I'll shoot. I'm, no, I have to, uh, I'm a sovereign. I'm sovereign. You see, I succeeded. I believe. I don't believe in states' rights. Sure. I believe in 
individual rights, and I've seceded from the system. I Pers don't vote. Personal secession, personal a personal declaration of independence. I, I love it. I understand it. I appreciate it. Uh, but I, I also acknowledge that my personal independence will not keep me out of the, one of their jail cells. So, you know, as long as oh, you're no, willing no, to, no, you're absolutely right. Ian. Yeah, you're as, absolutely right. As long as you're willing to accept that as a possibility for not going to jury duty, then you know, you're you're, you're go for it. Yes, and as far as um, um, uh, dying and and leaving your property to other other people who you want to have your property, mm -hmm. uh, my suggestion to anyone who's listening is uh, besides real estate, because nobody really owns real estate in this country, um, uh, buy gold and take possession of it when you can. And 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 leave it to uh, whoever you you wish. Yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, useful suggestion, and I thank you. Anything else on your mind tonight, Dan? Oh, I just wanted. Well, what I originally called about was uh, what what I really like to ask was to, to talk to Mark. And I noticed his shirt. Where did he get that shirt? I want one. Oh man, it's <laughs> yeah, a I'm shame. Wearing, I'm wearing the red capitalism shirt that's uh, written in the Coca-Cola script, and it really is an awesome shirt. And uh, although capitalism is probably a word that's been corrupted throughout the years, um, isn't that is that basically a libertarian macho flash shirt? I think what? it is, yeah. pretty much. But it, it it's a cool looking script, and it looks good on it's, me. It, to explain it a little better, it's capitalism written like the Coca Cola logo with the the flashy little uh, underscore thing. I don't know how best to explain it, but it's got that same font. It says enjoy at the top, and then capitalism instead of Coca Cola. And uh, unfortunately, it came from the formerly liberty oriented bureaucrat, which is now not oh, not so liberty oriented. Okay, okay. But they got great shirts. Uh, I'd love to have a shirt like that. <laughs> go to bureaucrash.com. Yep, you can go there, yeah, and then some did, people are taping over. A great job. Thank you, Dan, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Some people are actually taping over or blacking out the bureaucrash. They're taking a, like some sort of colored pen or, and uh, trying to make it as invisible as possible. Oh, poo-poo. They're, they're still doing good work. I understand <laughs> I why. Don't know. Maybe I mean, they are. Yeah, I, don't know. I, understand the, I understand the disappointment that those people have. I get it. There are other organizations being formed out there at this time that will probably do some really great work. God bless them. Good luck to them. But, uh, you know, Bureaucrash is doing its best uh, to work in small government. I did a, you know, by the way, I, I did a recorded interview with uh, Lee Doran, the uh, new president of uh, Bureaucrash, and I had him answer the questions on the, uh, the, the, the libertarian quiz, the world's smallest political quiz. Mm -hmm. And he came out 100-100 libertarian on that. Is that right? Yep. Well, it just shows how uh, that particular quiz isn't an exact uh, science. Not good enough, is it? A guy can come out 100-100 on the Nolan chart, and it's not good enough. Like maybe yeah. not good enough for an organization. For stinks. No, yeah. it's not good enough for an organization for me to support when there are or similar organizations doing similar things that are more principled. Uh, my buddies uh, Pete and Jason from the Motorhome Diaries are out there doing the same thing that uh, the bureaucrat sure. was. They were once in charge of the bureaucrat organization, and now I'm going to lend my support to those folks. Look, they deserve it. I, I, there are better and there are wor worse organizations that's all I'm out saying. there. That's fine, but to detract from an so organization that's doing good work, they, but d not only so much money. It's it's not giving. It's we're not talking about giving money to an organization. We're talking about giving attention, making effort. You know, making an effort to uh, you know black out uh, the organization's name on the shirt that you bought it from. When a lot of people you know, are no pretty upset that they helped build an organization that they believed was going to be con continue to be run on a principled basis, and then they saw it pulled out from underneath them. I don't think there's anything wrong with blacking that out.
I think that's the right thing to do in that case. If you feel like you've been screwed over, uh, you helped you helped build something that didn't end up being what you thought it was going to be, I can understand why that would be upsetting. I quit for that same reason. I quit their organization, and I'm uh, now a member of the Free Agents website, fr33agents.net and .com. More on the way here. Uh, your call's about anything. We'll start things out with Scott in Wisconsin. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Hey, uh, did you hear um, that we had two uh, pirate ships 200 miles off our coast today sit, sitting still? Which well, Who, where, Where's coast? our coast? Well, uh, I don't know what side, but one of our Pentagon officials today said that there was basically no concern. Um, two Russians... Uh, submarine nuclear submarines were parked off 200 miles off uh, off our coast today, and I just wanted to ask you guys, how do you think our relationship is with Russia right now? I don't have one. I don't, I don't either. You guys, no. Mark, do you have a relationship with uh, the political designation of land known as Russia? I, I I hope the best for them. No, I just wanted to ask you how our relationship of our country was with Russia today. When you say our country, do you mean the United States federal government and the government of uh, the, the Ru- Russian That's government? Correct. I imagine that they're probably, uh, you know, toying with each other, trying to extract as much money from uh, the, the, their various populations as possible. Well, while, they're, uh, they're fighting over uh, explore, oil exploration in, a, in money Antarctica. Money and power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're I'm, they're bickering as usual. That's what governments do: is they they create uh, conflict, they uh, put people against one another, and then they start wars and kill each other over it. Now, is a nuclear submarine a submarine that is powered by a nuclear power source, or is it a submarine armed with nuclear warheads, dilithium crystals? I think it um, could be either. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what uh, they. Um, I don't know if you heard a year back they developed the biggest bomb, uh, the father of the bombs. I know, uh, that for one, they got the biggest submarine, nuclear submarine in the world, and this bad boy holds at least 10 to 12 nuclear missiles on it. Now, if there were no such thing as governments that would, were uh, keeping these large armies and developing all of these arms, what do you think the, the reason the market would be to come up with a, a big nuclear bomb that's like 10 times bigger than the, the current nuclear bombs? What would that be used for, do you think? Well... They they said that their one nuke could uh, actually, if they released them all, could destroy one continent. Yeah, okay. but I don't I think, just you, I don't think you the market the would want to do that. To, to, uh... no, I'm just asking you guys, doesn't that get your ears up on your neck that they no. had them parked off? Not really. I mean, some madman could press a button at any time and evaporate us all. Thank you for the call. More on the way. You can bring up what you want. I don't waste my time worrying about such things. It's Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. If you dial toll-free, the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, help us get on more great radio stations like our brand new affiliate, our weekday affiliate, WRSC News Radio AM 1390, joining us uh, as of Monday night. So welcome to everybody in State College, Pennsylvania, that's tuning into the show. On WRSC, if you want to help us get on more stations around the country, uh, RSC, I think, is number 49. So hopefully we'll have number 50 coming on here shortly. But That would we, make sense that it would be next. We are 
Well, you know, <laughs> it could be that somebody drops off and we go down to 48 and then the Happens. next one would be 49. Uh, but we have uh, gotten to where we are today because of our Free Talk Live amplifiers, because listeners like you have decided to throw in three bucks a month to this program. We take that and reinvest it into the show, getting on more stations, on more Internet connections around the world and bringing more people to the ideas of freedom Many of them for the first time. And so if that's valuable to you, plus you want to get perks like access to the AMP only call-in lines, chat room forum, and more, all the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. There now, are all kinds of perks to the AMP program, including a, uh, there's a, there's a podcast that doesn't have any, any uh, commercials in it except for the live reads. That's true. Uh, the, you know, the amplifiers get a great deal for their, uh, their $3 a month, so the idea of throwing in or contributing, eh, that's a bunch of crap. You're buying a membership? That's well worth it. Yeah, you're getting something back out of it, but you can also you understand that the money is going to be reinvested. It's not going into you know Mark's gold fund. Yep, it's it's going back into the show. So, uh, all right, so we'll continue taking your calls about what you want, but I want to just focus a little bit more on what Scott was calling in about in Wisconsin. He he called in to say that uh, there were two Russian submarines allegedly, you know, 200 miles off the one of the coasts of the country. And doesn't that make you worry was his question. You know, aren't you aren't you worried about that? And as I said at the end of the segment, the answer for me is no. Uh in fact, I tried just not to worry in general. And I just kind of wanted to talk about the whole idea of worry and why it's a waste of your brain time uh, to to spend it worrying about things. Um, and also, first of all, there's nothing really you can do. Just on that issue, I mean, I mean worry in general, but on that issue, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. I mean, if Russia, Mother Russia, wants to let loose a nuclear hail of uh, hellfire on the United States, there's really nothing that uh, will be able to stop them. Uh, except for the fact that they might be nuked back, and that may be one of the reasons why it's not happening, but also maybe they just don't want to cause worldwide destruction. Not one, I don't really want to get into that. What I'm pointing out is that I'm just not worried about it. There's, there's nothing that I could do tomorrow to, to change that if it were going to happen. I don't believe it's going to, and so I'm just not, uh, it's not one of my concerns. No, nothing that I could do tomorrow, but long term, I realize that it's governments that, that fight wars. It's governments that drive yes. nuclear submarines around the, the oceans. And uh, by working to evolve the people's minds and the belief that we need this government out there to protect us and keep us safe by threatening our neighbors... You know, that's going to solve the problem. Long-term solution granted, but uh, it's, it's what I can do. If, if I was going to worry about something, it would be the, the local guys uh, putting myself or my family in, in jail. Uh, that would be a, a little bit more realistic concern in that it's more likely to, to occur. But even then, I, I try to shift. If I find myself harping on thoughts like that, these negative thoughts, and sometimes they just pop into my head. There's sure. nothing I can do mm-hmm. uh, to stop. I don't feel like I can stop that. I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm working over time to lessen them. I'm working over time to, when those thoughts come in, to shift to more positive thoughts and not harp on such things. Because, again, uh, you know, if they want me, they know right where I am, they can come in with their SWAT team and kick in the door tonight if they want to, and there's, again, nothing that I'm going to do about it. I'm not going to grab the AK and go out in a blaze of glory because I want to come back and I want to have the opportunity to do more in the future, and I understand that violence will only beget violence. And so... There's no point in me being worried about that. I think there's something to be said for being prepared, like, you know, 
having it so that Julia has access to my bank account or making it so she knows how she can go and pay the power bill if if things like that are necessary or have her uh, Julia has learned and Sam you're going to learn it at some point here the the process of doing the the, the behind the scenes stuff for free talk live that way you know, if something tragic happens to occur, not that I expect it to, there's I, I've been duplicated well enough to where to where things can continue to run uh, in my absence. Obviously, most of these folks, I mean, Julia, she's got her full time job. She's not going to be able to just sit in and and do everything that I do. But she can get the you know the minimum done to get the show continue to be put out. And, and so I think that I think there's a difference there between being prepared for something as a possibility and really harping on that and focusing on it. And I think that uh, not only is it negative, even if it never occurs, even if the, the whatever it is that, that is worrying you comes to, to fruition, it's still played out so many times in your mind. You've still you've, you're making yourself suffer over it, basically, because when you when you think about negative things that can happen in the future, you uh you you feel that that anguish. I mean, you you feel how you would feel were those things to actually occur, and odds are they won't. I mean, they probably aren't going to occur. So you're playing it out in your head, and you're you're running yourself through those emotions for no purpose but to to get yourself upset and and more worried. Yeah, experiencing that emotion creates dis ease in the body, disease, and uh, by lack of ease. Yeah, it, well, yeah. dis dis ease in right. your body because you're you're. Feeling that you're getting angry, it's hard for me to sit down sometimes. What I've started to do is realize that, well, if this is something that makes me angry, there's a reason for it. So what's the reason? And what that reason typically turns out to be is another example of why the state is unnecessary that I can communicate to people to show them, look, here's yet another example of of why we need to move away from the state. Any thoughts on worrying, Mark? It doesn't. There's no point in it. Um, you know, if you identify a problem, you find a solution to the problem. After that, you don't worry about things that you can't control. Very good. We'll move on with your calls, and let's talk to Xander in Illinois on the amp line. Hey, Xander. Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, first, I think I'm going to take all my valuables and put them in a big treasure chest uh, <laughs> and give my uh, give a map to my loved ones and with the whole pirate situation. Anyway, no. Once you put the anyway. valuables in the treasure chest, I think they then become booty, don't they? Or is it booty? Anything yeah. you take off of a, a you spoils. take it from somebody first. Spoils are something I mean, that's that you how take. The pirates have to, uh, solve the whole will problem. Anyway, it's an, it's it's my uh, understanding. No, it's very important to uh, to shake your booty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, or you, yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the reason I called was because I'm just really getting sick of, and, and it's cool for people to be against. Uh, I totally understand uh, people coming out against the whole Obamacare and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm really getting sick of seeing like, the right-wing uh, talking heads like come out and say, oh, we stand for liberty and we're all for freedom. And it's like I remember like just yesterday or any time you guys are all about, you know, oh, but, you know, all the social freedoms you're against, like gay marriage mm-hmm. or you name it. Just Immigration. The police. Yeah, immigration. Yeah, oh, the Mexicans are going to take all your jobs. I, it, it's it's just astounding. To and me. of I course, you can liberty, only liberty, liberty. and you can only be free uh, if you pay money to support their military going around the world and killing people. I mean, that's that's freedom. But yeah, oh, I, yeah I see where you're coming that from. Too. That uh, what you're saying is that they are taking the term liberty and applying it to their belief system, and that's disturbing you. Yeah, there's just like. 
I guess they're trying to hijack it. Well, they're in the minority now, so they're, they're the they're the underdog. And you know, of course, the Democrats are going to do whatever the hell they want to do. But and they're going to, but they're going to. I just wonder, are people going to have that much of a uh, how you say like a, a like the bad like just just a bad memory of all the all the stuff that they're going to impose on everything? Are going to boost out the military and send people out just like everyone else? And it's just insane. I, I don't know. I just you know, there's no winning this game. Step into the ring with those guys. They're they're so good at playing the red blue game. At when their team's in charge, po- focusing on all the things that you know they're doing right. The the fear mongering of you know immigrants and war and and terrorists and and Islam and on and on and on. Whereas when the other yeah. guys are in charge, it's it's the the same things that they were doing. They're just criticizing it now and it. It, I think there's something to be said about the principled approach that uh, you know the libertarian principles are based upon, and giving that to people, and you know pointing out realistic examples like uh, Free Talk Live does every night, and, and just showing, look, this is what's happening. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I I know a lot of people who are my age, which was like you know in their twenties and whatnot, and. And a lot, a lot of friends who would more so cons- like, oh, say, oh, well, I'm a social conservative. I don't stand for, oh no, no, not social conservative, fiscal conservative. More mm-hmm. than, oh, I don't, I don't believe in the rest of that stuff. Well, I think they pretty much would probably agree with it. They just don't want to take that jump into the whole uh, idea of liberty and all that. Well, it's a time, it's a time-consuming process. Nobody's going to jump all the way to voluntarist. I don't think in a in a short time. You can come back if you want. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live, Hour 3 coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll start things out by going right to your phone calls and then uh, we'll get to a smoking ban issue because it's coming up uh, this time in St. Louis. But first, we go to Steve in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello, Steve. Steve? Do we have Steve? Am I missing Steve? Is Steve gone? Steve is gone. Let's try instead Dan, another Dan in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> this is the night of the living Dan's, isn't it? It apparently is. What's on your mind tonight? I'll take your word for it uh, that you're living. <laughs> well, I called last night about a friend of mine who uh, was given an $11,000 ticket for driving a 18-wheeler over limit or um, on a road that had a two-ton limit that was right. uh, that was not posted well. He had his court appearance today or his appearance before the magistrate, and he's not exactly a principled liberty guy. I mean, we talk a little about it, and he, he seems to be basically on board, but doesn't care about it enough to actually make a stand, and who can blame him? We're in western Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, where the cops routinely 
kick out people's taillights and then find them for it. Lovely. Well, it's not really keenly, but it's happened. Anyway, uh, he pled guilty, and the judge, uh, out of the, I'm sure, the pure kindness of his heart, reduced the fine to $1,000. I still so, I mean, I, look, I don't know how much truckers make for a living, professional drivers. I don't know how much the, the average over-the-road, uh, across-the-country driver makes. I know it's probably a little more than working at McDonald's. I think they do okay. I suspect $11,000 is a good percentage of their income, somewhere s- in the neighborhood of uh, 10 to 20%. Maybe maybe more than that. I, d- I don't know. But I, still, $1,000 isn't something that most people can swing. Uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are working paycheck to paycheck. Can he even afford $1,000? Well, I know this guy, uh, like I said last night, he's a new father and um, – he works for a hardware store doing deliveries, so it's not like he's actually doing cross-country or you know national uh, deliveries or anything like that. So he's only making, I think, something like thirty-five a year. Mm. His wife's teaching. It's not a very good, uh, you know, very high-paying job. So basically, he course, gets to choose to between paying a thousand dollars or probably having his CDL, his commercial driver's license, uh, revoked. Yeah, and it turns out that the court said that. Um, they would help to ensure that the company for whom he works would pay his fine. But, of course, there's a chance that he will be fired because there apparently is. they have a very, very low uh, tolerance policy for sure. this sort of thing. Sure, there certainly is that chance. Uh, and either way, if the company pays that fine, it's still money that they're going to have to make up somewhere else in maybe raising prices for customers or whatever. I mean, who knows uh, yeah. where they'll get that back. But that money's got to come from somewhere, and it's coming from their cons- it's coming from their consumers ultimately, unless they take it out of the paycheck of the uh, the guy. You know, unless they just decide to lower his salary and con- com- concomitant with whatever the the fees have been or the fines have been. So it's yeah. just awful. Uh, it's just terrible that this is what's going on. He never harmed anybody. No road was damaged by his uh, by his action. I understand that they build roads. I guess the the excuse, uh, as far as you can't take that truck on this road, is well, it's too heavy for the road. The road's only built to to to, to handle so much uh, weight. But he was on it, and it seems like the appropriate thing to do would be, if there was some damage done, maybe bring that up as an issue. But having him turn around and just go back out a different direction would have been, uh, I think, a fine resolution to the situation. Hey, you made a mistake. This, you're not supposed to be on this road. Now turn around. Well, uh, the damage may not be visible right away, but he was detoured off of the main road, correct? Because it was under construction? Well, the the, the road... Or the main road that will go to the neighborhood that he was delivering to does not exist yet. Right, so this is the only way in. This was the only way in, and he had a delivery to make, right? Well, it it turns out that there was a second road in, Ah. which has a three-ton limit, which is still half the weight of his truck. And it turns out that the cop who gave him the ticket told him to go that way. it wasn't in his jurisdiction, so <laughs> if see. he had gone that way, he could have gone another, got another ticket too. Lots so wouldn't that been great? Turf war between the two two competing gangs. <laughs> yeah, basically. But oh. it, yeah, it's just you know, it's it's amazing it's anything gets done. It, it, the, the marketplace it like. is the marketplace is so amazing that uh, it is so wonderfully able to jump through so many of these governmental hoops that are put up. It's it's amazing anything gets uh, gets taken care of out there with all of these absurd restrictions and regulations and rules uh, to follow. I mean, how is he supposed to get his delivery to that house? 
if he, yeah, if he if he's I, driving an 18 wheeler with a pallet full of whatever it is on it that uh, yeah, obviously you you need an 18 wheeler to deliver certain very large uh, orders yeah and I've had I've had a Home Depot truck out in front of my house in Florida with a bunch of stuff on the back but they had to get a little uh, you know what a little forklift, forklift off the back and then go and take the stuff off the pallet off and then move it on I mean that's a big process and you need to have a big truck for it so how are you supposed to get into those neighborhoods how are you supposed to do that it's just absurd uh, but do you, do you just pay the thousand dollars so you can go and make the delivery is that the idea i mean you still have to turn around right was he was he even able to bring the stuff to the the client well uh yeah he ended up since he is already all the way on the road after he uh got the ticket he was going to back off but it turns out there was a school behind him and the kids were getting let out or not the kids were getting let out it's not time for the kids to be getting let out but there was a meeting or something so mm-hmm. he was uh he didn't want to back into it and uh, so he just ended up making the delivery. Figured, you know, what the heck? I already got the ticket. Gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> Thanks for the you know, update they, on that, Dan. Anything else? Well, yeah, I just to say it looks like what they did was they set the fine at an absurdly high rate. They and the cop, like, uh, like I said, that the cop said it has to be a a address on that street to count as a local delivery. It turns out that's not even true. So he may not even have been uh, breaking the law. He might have been within the uh, the limits of the law as far as what he did there. But he pled guilty and anyway. Because they lied to him, and they gave him a fine that was just frighteningly high. Right, because typical. Because obviously they wanted him to plead guilty. And no, show it's, because, it's because if they screw up and they find somebody the wrong amount or charge them the, with the wrong offense... There is, there are absolutely no consequences. There is no retaliation that comes back on these guys. They're free to nope. go out and do the exact same thing the next day with another 18-wheeler that goes down the street for the exact same reason. They're encouraged to lie. Nothing happens. They're, they're told to lie in the process of interrogating people. I mean, they're inc- this is part of their training is to tell lies. And I think that a lot of the lies they tell is just because they don't know and they just, you know, they know they can get away with making stuff up. Uh, but that's what's gone on here, and it's happened again. And you're right; he was so scared, he decided to to plead guilty because if they, you know, if he hadn't pled guilty, then maybe they would have stuck him with the whole eleven thousand dollars. That's what the yep. system's all about. It's about scaring you into compliance. And as long as everybody keeps complying, they keep winning. The day that people decide to say no is the day they lose their power. And by reducing this from eleven thousand to a thousand dollars, you know, the guy's thinking, Oh wow, I, I got lucky on this one. Boy, these government guys, they're okay because they only took a thousand dollars from me, not the original eleven thousand. And that's the way the laws are used. There are so many laws out there that, you know, police can just make up a reason to arrest just about anybody these days. Yep. They can bring them in on, on whatever charges, uh, assess whatever fines, and then, you know, the prosecutor gets to come in and start making his deals. And, oh, you know, if you'll just plead guilty to uh, this one right here and pay this much money to our to our gang, then, uh, you know, we'll let you off on the other ones. Don't you want to do that? Isn't that better than taking these all to court and fighting them? We've... Of course, a lawyer is going to cost ten, twenty thousand dollars to uh, fight these charges. I can't afford a lawyer, uh, but we ha- we have seen people start to say no up here in New Hampshire. Uh, a lot of the free staters that have come here specifically to the Keene area, though it has begun popping up elsewhere in the state, have been saying no to paying fines. Have been saying no to obeying these these nonsensical uh, diktats that the government hands down. And we've had some success with it, and some of them have resulted in people going to jail. So, you know, it's it's kind of a crapshoot as to what's 
what's going to happen if you do non-cooperation and you, you engage in uh, the process of telling them that you will not consent to this, that you will not go along with, uh, with their demands, you will not pay them what they're, what they're wanting, and you will not jump through their hoops. Uh, it's, it's very costly for them because then they have to pay to put you in a jail cell if that's what they decide they want to do. And the more people that we can get together in the same place to start doing this stuff more often, the better off I think we'll all be. Because if they know they can't push people around anymore, they'll stop pushing. Hopefully. More on the way. Thanks for the call, Dan. 800-259-9231. Because eventually, if there are enough people non-cooperating, they won't be able to afford to incarcerate them all, even in their brand new jail. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all kinds of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. You can use code FTL to save $10 off of your order. It's LegalZoom.com. All right, our toll-free uh, toll number is 800-259-9231. We're going to go into the email box, though, at this point. Jake has written in, and he says, Ian, I ventured into the lion's den last night when I spoke at the St. Louis County Council meeting on a proposed smoking ban. Below is my account of what happened. Also of note, my fiancé called me at lunch, and the first thing she said was, we're moving to New Hampshire. She was getting into the smoking ban discussion with her co-workers and was getting frustrated. Maybe someday soon you'll have two new free staters. I can't think of a better place to live or to be than Keene. Oh, there's some pretty nice places around uh, New Hampshire, and you might want to go check them out. But I and all like, of them have the smoking has smoking band in their restaurants. That, that and is bars. what right. That is what I wanted to preface this w- <laughs> with is that y- you will be moving from somewhere that well, they're probably going to get it soon in St. Louis. Uh, but, they're going to get uh, it soon everywhere. <laughs> right, but uh, it's already here, and that uh, unfortunately was something that went down what about two years ago. Two thousand six. Yeah, two or three years there ago. Just weren't enough uh, free staters here to no. uh, make a dent in something like that. And How easy will it be to undo those uh, that that damage through the political system? I don't know, but I can tell you that I mean we were just talking about non-cooperation. Some of the last people that you'll ever see non-cooperate are business owners, um, simply because they've got a huge investment on the line, and for them it's not just time in jail; it's losing their business, it's not being able to operate the, the their the, livelihood. Yeah, it's something that they've decided to dedicate their lives to, and so I understand why they're uh, reticent. <laughs> To put it nicely, I guess, uh, toward the idea of non-cooperating. However, I would say that if it's to the point where your business is actually being threatened with uh, being put out of business by some new government law, at that point you got nothing to lose. And I, I would like to see more businesses to put it on the line uh, at that point. There have been a few examples, like uh, the, the gentleman down in West Virginia in the Charleston area, Carrie uh, Paco Ellison from the Black Hawk Saloon, who actually did decide to put it on the line. He did say. This smoking ban isn't going to apply to my bar. You can come in here and smoke, uh, and I'm not going to do anything about it. And we had him on the show, and, and that's that's the kind of stuff I like highlighting on this program are people that are willing to take some risk in order to achieve liberty. Uh, because if you don't take risk, then how can you expect to get any significant reward? 
Well, that aside, let's talk about what Jake did last night. Here's his, uh, his recounting of his visit to the St. Louis County Council. He says, last night I went to show my opposition to the proposed smoking ban bill for restaurants that was being voted on by the council members. This was my first visit to a county council meeting, and my perception of the council members' competence was confirmed. So this is a, a great look into the, the workings of the political system here. The evening details, or evening events rather, got started when I received an email from Campaign for Liberty. So I called one of the organizers whose name was listed at the bottom. I pretty much already decided I was going to attend the council meeting, but I wanted to get a quick preview of what tends to go on at these things since I'd never been. The organizer gave me a quick preview and also encouraged me to call my councilwoman, which I did and left a message with her assistant urging her to try to vote, uh, urging her to vote against the smoking ban. Uh, I'd like to point out that at the very least, uh, as problematic as the political system is here in New Hampshire, at least you can talk to these people, the uh, the councils. I mean, he he called and talked to an assistant. These po- these folks don't have assistants here in in New Hampshire. When when you call, you're calling their home number. They they don't have an office uh, that they can they can go to in the city building, as I understand it. And I think the city manager and the city bureaucrats have offices, but the actual council members don't. Right. When they tell you to go to take a flying leap, it's them telling you to go take a flying leap. So uh, she's, uh, he says here he left a message urging her to vote against the smoking ban. He says, note, I don't normally condone begging the slave masters to decrease the whippings, but I decided this was something I was going to try. It never hurts, right? Point of information, last night's bill was to decide whether or not the smoking ban initiative would be put on the November ballot for the voters to decide. There were also two substitute bills to the original bill, which included different exemptions, including casinos, bars, etc., to be honest, I didn't read or care who was exempted from the ban. The whole thing is garbage. When my fiance and I got down to the county government center in Clayton, there was a fairly large group of people holding signs that read, Honk if you want a smoke-free STL. I didn't see any signs that read, Honk if you respect private property rights. Several hundred people were crammed into the council room, and about 70 of us got up and spoke before the council. Although a two-minute limit for speeches was implemented, numerous people went over. There was a large group of banned supporters who, of course, demonstrated the health concerns of smoking, breathing secondhand smoke, etc. Doctors, nurses, and members of various health groups peppered the lineup. There were several that really pulled at your heartstrings about how this would affect their children. And there was a very emotional lung cancer survivor who was literally throwing herself around uncontrollably at the podium. She said she wanted this bill to pass so bad that she could just pass out. About half the crowd was rooting for the latter. On the other side of the debate, there were numerous bar owners speaking out against the ban and discussed how it would affect their business and how jobs would be lost. In a way, I think it's a good strategy because that's really the only angle that has a chance at convincing these bureaucrats, since they don't want to be the politician at the helm at the time jobs are lost and tax revenue also lost. Lord knows that the principled stance trying to convince them that it's just flat out wrong to tell a person what he or she can do on their own property will never work with the politicians because pandering, not principle, is what gets a politician reelected. Right, and the uh, the children aspect when it comes to bars. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to exempt the bars. See, it's just the restaurants. They the bar owners want to get exempted. The casinos want to get exempted. They just want the restaurants to be the smoke smoke free zones. On the other side of the, uh, or he says, I do, however, have a big problem with these restaurant owners that showed up and gave the following remarks. And that is, I would support a ban if you would just remove the exemptions for the casinos. Yeah, level the playing field. I, I support banning things just as long as it's banned from everybody. Or, I would support a ban if you would make it statewide because I lose business to the neighboring county where there isn't a smoking ban. 
This, These are all legitimate, uh, you know, <laughs> things. I mean, if if you're in a casino, you don't want your customers going outside, and or if you own the casino, you don't want people going outside to, to smoke. If uh, you have a bar that's in, you know, near the the county line, and the next county over allows smoking in their restaurants or bars, and you can't. They're legitimate legally, points, but they all uh, support banning. All these of are, these aren't legitimate points. This is slave on slave violence. Mm, this point. is this is the people who I'm enslaved and I have to follow all of these rules. So you should too. And that's one of the biggest, I think, mentalities that we see in this country today mm-hmm. is the idea that well, I've already had to jump through these hoops, and now these new guys are coming in and they're not jumping through those hoops. Uh, so we need them to jump through those hoops, whether it's in the business world or immigration or whatever the the governmental regulation that we're talking about is. The people that have already been abused want to pass that abuse on to other people. It's sick. It's sick. The the, the correct, well, I think, that, it's all that they've known. I mean, they they yeah. grew up thinking that this is the way it is. That you know, government is here to help you, and and we need to follow our government. And if you don't like something, right. then contact your representative. And all of that nonsense is just fed into people, and and it's all that they know. And they realize that there's violence there. They realize yeah. they're being coerced. It's just that they they'll feel better about the coercion if they know that everyone else had to do it too. Yep. It's it and it's so Somehow unhealthy. That makes it fair. No, it's it's so unhealthy and so sick. I think the healthy viewpoint is to support freedom and to encourage and uh, and cl- applaud anybody who has the uh, the courage to say no to the system and to stand up for freedom similarly. Uh, because uh, you can bring up anything. By the way, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There's more to his story about the visit to the city council in moments. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So one of our listeners has, uh, I guess, decided to go and test the waters of the political system uh, where he lives in the St. Louis area where the St. Louis County Council was looking at uh, a banning smoking from restaurants and bars and casinos. They uh, were hearing that particular issue, and so he went down for the very first time to to get involved, which is what people say to do. Oh, if you don't like it, then you need to work within the system to change it. And I'm not saying the system can't be changed, just that it's not designed to change in a, a, a pro-freedom direction. All of the evidence is to the contrary. All of the evidence is to show that the system is designed by status, for status, people that want to Im- uh, increase the size and scope and intrusiveness of the government at all levels. So let's continue with his experience here from his email. He says that uh, he heard some of these business owners get up and complain that uh, they would support the ban on smoking in their own establishment if they would just make it so that everybody would be forced to obey. If So all bars and all restaurants and all casinos and statewide, if everybody was forced and coerced into uh, to not allowing smoking on their their property, then they'd be okay with it. Then then that's fine. And of course, we touched on the uh, how this is an aspect that's commonly found amongst uh, the American people. If you talk about tax protesters, for instance, tax freedom advocates, there's a a lot of animosity amongst some Americans out there toward people that don't pay federal uh, income taxes because well they feel like they're getting away with something. 
they they're not feel, paying their fair share. They feel uh, they feel yes, they feel that it's very unfair that they have to pay, and these other people aren't. Well. The correct, I think, healthy viewpoint is to say that you're proud of those folks for being able to take that that step, being uh, having the courage to put it on the line like that, and that you envy them and that you wish that you could uh, could, sure. could could do that as well. But I'm don't sure the deride sl- them. I'm sure the slaves during the time of uh, chattel slavery here in the United States, some of them would say, you know, you haven't stepped up and taken your lashes like I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should go up and take your lashes like me. But isn't that really a crappy attitude? It is. Oh no no! It went further than that. You know, if if they ran away, the the some of the slaves would see that Snitch. as stealing sure. from Massa. Sure. Yeah. Well, and then they might get punished too. I mean, if some if one person, right. it's kind of the thing with the like government schools. If one person in class does something and they don't cop to it, then they punish the whole class and. It's just awful. Well, anyway, he continues his email. He says, it's not principled at all, these people. This partially makes me wonder why the hell I would take an entire evening to go down and support the position of the restaurant owners when even they are solely concerned with their bottom line and lack lack the principle that only a few of us have. And there was another group down there that I have little tolerance of, the casino members. There was a large number of people from Harrah's, including the guy sitting next to me, and that, from what I could tell, came down to either A, oppose the ban, or B, support a ban with a casino exemption. Actually, I'm quite sure it was for B. What does this make them? It makes them the same type of pigs that huddle around the government trough trying to get the bureaucrats to effect change that's beneficial for them. One of the ladies who spoke in favor of the ban mentioned the council should be aware that Harrah's paid its employees to attend the meeting wearing their Harrah's shirts. I turned to the guy next to me and asked if this was true, and he just shrugged without giving me a real answer. I think I got my answer. Well, the state sure paid its employees to come and show sure up and did. wear their little uniforms, so I don't see any pr- any problem with that at all. There were also several people who got up and spoke in favor of putting it to the popular vote. Now, they were obviously in favor of the ban, but they were disguising their position with the cloak of democracy. And in America, who isn't going to support the American religion of democracy, the cure for all ailments? What if I tried to introduce a bill that would put the legality of murder on the ballot for the public vote? Do you think these same fans of democracy would support me? Democracy is simply two wolves and a sheep voting on who's going to be dinner. After all the speeches were given, Councilman O'Mara gave a very candid speech to the council members in the congregation where he stated that he didn't even know what was in this bill because they were just handed a copy of the finalized revision that day. So if you thought that this whole they-don't-read-the-bills thing happens only at the federal level... It happens in the local level, too. He says that uh, so he admitted that the bill was proposed purely out of political reasons and proposed tabling the vote and sending it to the Health and Justice Council so they could work out some details and find more compromise. Then Chairwoman Irby got a chance to speak where she stated that she supported the ban but was also unsure of what the bill contained. Another councilwoman had to ask the bill's sponsor a question about who was exempted. These elected officials, he says, are voting on a measure when they have no idea what's even in it. Now, one of their proposals to table the bill was voted down 4-3. The main bill was then voted on, where I believe it was actually voted down 4-3. One of the other councilmen voted no, but only so he could vote yes on the substitute bill, which included the casino exemption. This one passed 4-3. I saw in the news later that the ward Stenger represents just got a new casino. I guess that answers that question. He has to take care of the ones that take care of him. In conclusion, the bill passed, which means it'll be likely on the November ballot for the public to vote on. I was disappointed for a little while, but that quickly subsided because this is what I've come to expect. 
The people will not be happy until they are completely eating out of the government's hand and must ask permission to do anything. It would be somewhat comical if it weren't so tragic and didn't affect so many people's lives who want nothing to do with this band of thieves and thugs. And then he gives uh, his little speech because they give you the two-minute segment that you can do your speechifying. Actually, they don't do that here in Keene, New Hampshire. They, they don't have the, the public speaking options usually at the city council meetings. Sometimes. But, but they do have them at the, the committee meetings. So it'll be interesting when more political activists actually move here to the Keene area. I know some of them have been talking about it. And I know that uh, there, there's just have, even though there's been some appearances by the activists at the, the, polit, uh, the, the, the city council meetings, there hasn't been a whole lot. And I think that it really makes them uncomfortable when when our people are there because it completely changes the tone of things, especially when they do allow public comment. Anyway, he says, first, let me start by saying I'm a non-smoker. This is what he read to them. I don't own a restaurant or bar, and I have no personal or explicit financial interest in whether or not people are allowed to smoke in bars or restaurants. I'm not going to tell you that there aren't health implications for, what, uh, for those who smoke, and I'm not going to tell you that there aren't health implications for those who breathe secondhand smoke. To me, this has nothing to do with health and everything to do with personal property rights. When people come to my home, they have to abide by the rules that I set up. If I say there are no shoes to be worn on my new floors, then check them at the door or leave. If a business owner sets up rules in his or her establishment, those rules are to be respected. What gives four out of seven people the right to infringe upon the rights of others? And then he included the Martin Niemöller quote, the famous quote from the uh, the 19, I believe it was the 1940s during World War II, where he said, first they came for the socialists, and I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. I think it was communist. Wasn't it originally communist? Anyway, then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Business owners and smokers are the persecuted group today, and I'm here to speak out for them. And Jake, for what it's worth, I, I thank you for, for doing that. I thank you for putting uh, some, some sense into a insane discussion. I don't know if it's going to change anything. Uh, who knows how people will end up voting on this when the time comes? I remember down in Florida, wasn't it seven out of seventy uh, percent that voted for the smoking ban down there, Mark? It, it seems like it, uh, was, it was. It wasn't very close. I thought it was sixty percent. I thought seventy percent was for the choo-choo train. This is the oldest issue on this show. Actually, it was the the issue that we talked about the first night Free Talk Live was ever on the air, and boy has it spread since then. I mean, that was back in two thousand two. Florida was one of the first states to do a, a statewide smoking ban, and I think for Florida it was all businesses, was it not? Wasn't it all well, businesses? Um, they've exempted uh, certain types of bars. Uh, I see cigar bars, casinos. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've never been to a casino in Florida. Well, really, doesn't this just, I mean, isn't this just the most typical story? It really shows that the people who have sway in the political system aren't people that are making sense, aren't people that are talking about logic, but people that have money in their pockets. I mean, it's a it's a foregone conclusion, it seems, at this point, that smoking will be banned from restaurants, pre- presuming the voters vote for it. But uh, the, the, uh, the casinos are in there throwing their money around to make sure they're not included. And it's just it's just so corrupt through and through how anybody can expect to uh, to make a significant dent without significant uh, support behind them. I don't know. Yeah. And say your business is one of the ones that is banned. Well, look, that's just an incentive for you to go and spend money lobbying with these Congress, with these political people to uh, get an, an exemption for your business. If you're lucky, and it's just groveling, maybe they won't give you an exemption. Maybe you'll spend all that money and get nothing out of it. More on the way. You take control. Bring up what you want, even in these remaining moments. It's free talk. 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a whole list of things that you can do to help get the show into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI is the number one sponsor on this program, and they have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, and they record every call, So they and also they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the banner column. That's freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, Dennis is in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hey, Dennis. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to thank you guys for uh, for reading this guy's this guy's story. It's it's really good, I think, for people to hear and really understand how hopeless and futile whatever <laughs> their political aspirations are, wherever they are. I've got to agree. You know, I I hate to keep on saying the same thing over and over again, but if you hope to see any kind of progress from a political angle in whatever state you're in. I'm sorry, but it just seems to be, to me, to be just a, a, a pipe dream. Well, as we've, point, as we've pointed out uh, before on this program, when the government is looking to do something, if, whether, it's, uh, whether it's a proposal to eliminate a government program or a proposal to create a government program, the proposal to create the government program, in this case a smoking ban, is always supported vehemently by those who support the new program and very rarely opposed by anybody who would if you asked them, be opposed to the idea, with the exception of people with significant financial interest in play. So if you looked at that meeting last night, uh, my question would be how many of the people were in that audience that were like Jake that were just interested in freedom? How many of the opposition to the smoking ban were not the restaurateurs or the casino operators or the bar owners? A minority, a very small minority. Most laws affect a very small minority of people. And in order to get those people out, you know, a lot of people want to control small minorities of people because it's you know it's in their best interest I, I don't think it's that the people there are were not interested in freedom i think they don't understand freedom because they've been taught through the government schools that you know these the government controlling things is is a good thing and you know they just they don't understand it and once they do once they realize all of the implications that come into play i think they would have a different perspective well you know i think ian's point here is really the coherent or the, or the cogent one although unintentionally um it, it doesn't matter how many people in the audience think what. What matters is the small and simple majority of the people who are going to vote on that specific topic, in this case, the city council. That's it. It doesn't matter if, every, you know, like we know from the, uh, from the bailout issue, it doesn't matter how many of us call or protest or hold signs or burn bras at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What the police are going to enforce is what, if there's five city councilors, what three city councilors vote. That's it. You need those three people. That's all you need. And, you know, I I want to point out the simple mathematics here and the astounding thing to me about the Free State Project. You know, the town I live in, uh, one of my town selectmen, the equivalent of the city council, is is a Free Stater. And there's another two people on the city, you know, on the on the the city council, if you will, on the on the board of selectmen, 
who are, okay, they're not as far gone as the free staters are, but mm. they're definitely going to be on the very small government side, you know, 90% of the time. So the way I figure it, two or three more people in this community that actually want to be on the city council, and that thing's wrapped up. We can move on to the next thing. But, Dennis, how would you respond to, you know, when I look at this, I see it as just one minute little thing that, that the city council is doing here. And, you know, if you were to go after all of the, the, the issues with a pro-liberty uh, viewpoint, you're talking lots of people dedicating a lot of time. No, it it no, seems Sam, like a never-ending the first part of fight. my statement, Sam. It doesn't matter what all these people think. What matters is what the members of the city council vote. And that's what I'm talking about. But it doesn't, Dennis, it doesn't do anything to change people's understanding of why it's not necessary, of why it's a, a really bad idea to have government go in and regulate things like smoking. Well, two responses to that. Number one, we know, say, for example, from the uh, campaigns of Harry Brown or of Ron Paul, that in fact, you know, a political campaign or a political person who gets a lot of press talking about something, their opinion, you know, gets disseminated by the news. Yes. But secondly, and more importantly, the votes of those people immediately affect the people who have the guns and enforce the laws. It's an immediate effect. That's true, but Dennis, if we look at Alaska, I mean, how many times have the people there said, we need um, have have uh, legalized cannabis growing in their house or possessing four Thank ounces? I forget what it is. And it will hold on, but the government keeps. About popular ballot initiatives among the entire population. And that what are happens? Against the legislators. They, they no, I believe it was legislative. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dennis, Dennis, hold on. Dennis, wasn't it legislative in Alaska? I believe it was a legislative thing that uh, that went through. But it just, it, no. my point is it no, shows, it's a ballot initiative. it goes mm. back and forth, back and forth. The people the are still. The reason it goes back and forth is it's a ballot initiative. Do you get no, what I'm no, here? Dennis. Okay, I, the, you're, I, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. The reason it goes back and forth is because people don't understand why it's a bad idea to have government regulating smoking, whether it's tobacco no, or no, cannabis. No, of course it does, because that's day, why government exists. Go with the legislators, period. You get a majority of the legislators, you win. You win on and, every And issue. the legislators and the guys with guns exist because people believe it's necessary. That's yeah, why. Whatever. So at the end of the day, <laughs> you enforce what the legislators vote on. And that, that happens every day. It just happens to be the case. And this is where, you know, you're correct. The zeitgeist of our time, the zeitgeist of the last at least 100 years has been more government solves all problems and force and violence is necessary through government. And, yes, it is fantastic that we are working that angle and trying to get people to understand that. Yep. But it seems to me the most immediate changes happen if you get a simple majority of legislators and, boom, all of those, yes, now we can still work on the people and help them understand why it was a bad thing that, you know, whatever. Hey, yeah, no, I. The guys with guns are not enforcing it. I I agree with you there. I just feel like long term for long term success because what happens if those people burn out or or you know what who knows what what kind of tricks they're going to play to push people out. I mean, we'll start having campaign finance reform on the local level here to keep the free staters out, so that it's only the lawyers who can fill out all the paperwork to well, keep that, the third parties out. Agree on how much the well has been poisoned by those who uh, offend their neighbors. You know, oh, the fact is, free staters are getting elected because their neighbors are really happy about them, and they like free staters, and they're, you know, and it's like, it's not like in Keene, where it's like, oh, geez, you know what, a few people will, will say they like the free staters, but a lot of the people that I talk to from Keene are, you know, <laughs> they're, 
happy if you to talk to your buddy Fred or talk to, you know, whoever these people that Fred, you know. Fred, one, one, one of the politicians. Fred's a statist. I mean, the people that don't like the free, the free staters in Keene, New Hampshire, are the people that are involved in the system. Uh, except for well, the Republicans. You, you, you know, the, the best place for you guys to be doing CD, or for anyone to be doing CD, is, is a place like Keene where it really is hopeless, where you've got absolute <laughs> dyed-in-the-wool statists in the political system. But you do understand that's not the norm for New Hampshire. The nope. cancer in New Hampshire comes from places like Keene. Yep. You can live one town over from Keene, and you don't have to deal with the, the crazy socialist uh, propaganda that they have going on there. You don't have to, you don't have right. to deal Just with the run incredible away. property taxes. Run, a, run away, run away. I, Look, it's not and my problem, God, man. You, you made a mistake line. moving here. You are in here. the trenches fighting the fight and you know, fighting the hard fight and making it possible, and that, that's awesome. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm not fighting. You know, New Hampshire is not a home rule state. It doesn't matter all of that. I mean, your city council matters a lot with respect to your property taxes and zoning, and not a lot else. For example, a smoking ban, it doesn't matter what your city council does. A gun ban, it doesn't matter what your city council does. That is entirely controlled by the state legislature, and the beautiful thing is... Oh, Dennis, you know, come on. You don't actually... ...is quite doable. You don't actually believe that, do you? I mean, the city council just makes up whatever laws they want, and the, the government courts and government police enforce those. It doesn't well, matter no, no, if the I, legislator sorry, gave them know, permission I, I or not. I you. I have lots of historical evidence. In fact, Keene, the city of Keene, tried to introduce a smoking ban. I believe this is now 10 years ago. You'll have to look this up for me. But you know, the, the long and short of it is the, the state legislature came down and said, no, you can't do that. Um, same because it got there enough. There's a bunch of cases where they've tried gun control at a local level, and you know, there's a, a guy. Yeah, you're 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 cherry picking here because there's a guy uh, called Kurt from from the Danville area in New Hampshire who hangs out on the Free Keen Forum a lot, and this is one of those guys that's really into the laws and, and reading knows them and the all stuff that. well, and so he knows his stuff, and he's found all kinds of examples within the city of Keene's code or charter or whatever the hell it is that they have that he says are clearly uh, something that is not within their purview that they have uh, they've essentially passed unconstitutional uh, pieces of law in the city of Keene that are being enforced on people and it's just like just Wait, like you found someone in the internet chat room who com- complains that things are unconstitutional I'd call her be surprised Thanks for the call, Dennis. Out of time. Uh, we are going to be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Look, I'm not saying the political system isn't going to be a success with enough people participating, but, man, is it expensive and time-consuming. I highly recommend non-cooperation. Attention, all active-duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.